Next on BYU Sports Nation, which BYU team will have the better season? BYU basketball or BYU football? BYU basketball's 12-man roster to Spain is out. Who got left behind? And Blaine Fowler on whether BYU football could beat Nebraska today. Mm, Plus, BYU baseball unveils the 2016 schedule. Hardball head coach Mike Littlewood back in Studio B. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, people. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU, Tuesday, August 18th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man fresh off witnessing a no-hitter Jerem Jordan. Dude, it was awesome. And it's great to be back. I've been gone for the last six shows, I believe. It's great to be back because football is here, people. Fall camp, I've been following everything, of course, uh, you know, on Periscope. I was at the Mariners game watching Periscope to check out what was going on at fall camp. If you haven't uh, checked in on this, we're doing it today and Thursday and Saturday with football media availability. Periscope, you can watch the live interviews after. But yeah, it was good. It was good to have some time off, but it's time to play some ball, dude. This is the day and age that we live in, where you can go to a professional sporting event. And it's baseball. I'm chilling. And not be there 100% because you're patched into something else like BYU football and Periscope. I'm never patched into a baseball game 100% anyway, (laughs) even if it is a no-hitter. I didn't even know it was a no-hitter until the 6th. And then I looked up and I thought, oh, he has no hits. Look, I I know it's football season. You, and you want you got your your helmet do going? Are you on the Are you on the cusp of a mullet? Are yeah. you on the cusp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, I got stuff going back here. Uh, a former employee uh, associated with HR actually asked me prior to the show <laughs> how many haircuts I had had post March. So I that, think it's plenty within the standards. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> No one's mentioned anything, so I think I'm good. Now that you brought it up, so I'm probably going to get an just email during him, the show. Just tell them it's your helmet hair. Okay? This is your football. It's football helmet season, hair. baby. No, I got to lose little curls. Whitney's, Whitney, my wife, was like, uh, yeah, you need to you need to get hair going back. It's like, okay. I, I think it's football season hair, bro. If I was wearing a helmet consistently, sure. I support yeah. it. I support it. Here I kind of do a part on the side now. That's what the kids do, I guess. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Macklemore. Utah Valley University announced a four-game series with BYU basketball starting November 13th this year. BYU will host three games at the Marriott Center and play one at Utah Valley. That's nice to throw them a bone because it's it's not a game that's going to boost BYU's RPI, but it's nice for the community. It's cool. The Fighting Mark Popes versus the Fighting Dave Roses. Uh, that'll be fun. The University Parkway Collision. That's what uh, I'm calling them. Mm. BYU's 12-man roster uh, to Spain has been announced. Braden Shaw, Jacob Hartsock, and Elijah Bryant are the three who won't make the trip. Cooper Ainge making the trip. Uh, we'll break that. Uh, we'll break that down coming up in about 27 minutes. BYU's roster to Spain. ESPN announced the BYU at Long Beach State basketball game. Part of the ESPN marathon is now 15 minutes later. Oh boy! As a tip off at 1:45 a.m. <laughs> Eastern. That is a Tuesday morning game for all of you in the Central and. Eastern time zones, 1145 Mountain Time or 1045 Pacific at Long Beach State. That game will be live on ESPN2 on November 16th. Do you remember those Monday Monday night games back when BYU was Big first Monday. in the Mountain West? Yeah, they played 10 p.m. home games. This is a 1030, 1045 p.m. Pacific time game. 
Good luck with that. The baseball schedule was released yesterday. 50 regular season games, 24 home games starting March 8th. Other highlights include a four-game series at Kansas, two home games versus Utah, and San Diego at home. Coach Mike Littlewood will break that down with us in about 36 minutes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Projection Project. We are pitting football against basketball within the world of BYU Sports Nation today. But first, some details on the hoop side. As we just announced, BYU-Utah Valley becomes the eighth announced non-conference game for the Cougar Hoopsters in the 2015-2016 season. Here are the eight announced non-conference games in chronological order. Utah Valley at Long Beach State, Mississippi Valley State at Jerry home. Jerry Rice. At Utah, Weber State in Energy Solutions Arena. Pause on that one because the Jazz have a game against the Pacers that day in Energy Solutions Arena. Uh, BYU hasn't announced like, hey, we're going to play this game at noon yet. We'll see. So TBD there. <laughs> Utah State at home in the Marriott Center at Colorado. That's a good game. And then Harvard to open the Diamond Head Classic in Hawaii over the holidays. Potential, and, the, and then New Mexico-Auburn, potentially Oklahoma after that. So we know most of the games. I think there are three or four games left to announce. Now, BYU announced the non-conference schedule last year on June 10th. So right now it's August 18th. And we're all like, hey, where is it? This means that they haven't finished the contracts on these Games. Last Otherwise, year they would have been August eighteenth. The West Coast Conference released. That's correct. Their schedule. So, so one be, year ago, yesterday, on we Monday, we might get the whole schedule together. And today, yeah, we yeah we might get the whole thing. But we know we know a lot. Of, we're missing only three or four games from this. Okay, but it's it's pretty good. There's there's some good games on there. BYU's really got to do work in Hawaii though to get an RPI boost. So there will be, as Jerem just said, three or four more games announced. But we have a pretty good idea of what the BYU basketball schedule will look like. It is with that backdrop, knowing for the most part what the Cougar basketballers will face, and for sure knowing what the football team faces this season, that we bring up today's Twitter question. Which team will have a better season? BYU football or BYU basketball? Oh, this is just... I'm trying to think of a more generic question that we could ask. (laughs) But one that incites more opinion? Yes. No, it's it's a good question. It's a good question. First tweet in from at BYU... L-A-S-F Jazz. Hold on. Let me put on my blue goggles. I need to put my I assume they're being worn most of the time. Why would you take them off? It's a tie. National championship for both. Can we have a high thread too? All right. Look. What do you really think? Yes. Okay, now take off your blue, 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 blue goggles. You can't undo a tattoo. And tell us what you you really think. Which team's going to have the better season? For me, okay, like we and we've we've chronicled this and put it into like categories. We'll get to that in just a minute. But for me, I think that BYU football will have more memorable wins this season, but BYU basketball will have the overall better season. It's interesting because what is better, right? What what is eight or nine wins in football equal in All basketball? You look at right? It, yeah. Um, we've got a thought directed that way, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 16. 16% of FBS teams won 10-plus games last season. Okay? Now, you look at hoops. Seeds 1 through 46 
uh, are kind of the seeds, right? 46 is like the last in in Dayton. BYU was 44th tournament. of the NCAA tournament. Thank you. Seeds 47 through 68 are kind of the surprise winners of conference tournaments or the smaller schools. Okay, So Wyoming was 47. They were a surprise winner of the Mountain West. 13% of college basketball gets in those top 46. BYU made it into that. So you look at, is, is making the, uh, against all the other teams in your sport, 351 in hoops, 128 in, in football. Winning 10 games, you're in the top 13%. Uh, getting into the top 46 in the NCAA tournament, you're in the top 16%. Or sorry, other way, top 13% NCAA tournament, 16 for 10 plus wins. So if you look at those two, it's, it's it getting into the not even winning, getting into the NCAA tournament against the field is like winning 10 games. Okay, now we But have, I, don't, I don't feel like that's no, the same. No, we, and we have, you have to assess the strength of schedule. Yes. 10 wins equals... Sweet 16. For BYU football me. this year, yes. 10 wins absolutely feels like. Feels like a sweet 16. A couple of wins in the NCAA basketball. You go tournament. 11 or 12, to me that's Elite Eight. You go 13, that's like a Final Four. Okay, so that, that those are the parameters that Jeremy and I came up with this morning in our morning meeting. Okay? That Look, feels right. The Sweet 16 equivalent to 10 wins for BYU football this season with this schedule. Okay, and let me answer the question. I think basketball. Okay. I think that basketball is going to go to the NCAA tournament and win a game. I think that they're going to have a better season than Not football. Not as one of the first four in, they'll get to the round of 32? Yes. Yes. I think that they'll have more balance, that, and that hopefully will yield a better team. And especially better defense this season for basketball. Right now they're in Spain. Coming up, we'll tell you about the roster that they took there. Who got left out? Who win? They're practicing. Uh, they just finished up practice as well, by the way. Got there last night. But I think, yeah, I think basketball have a better season. Now, I think football, and I've said this a bunch, I think football gets eight wins, and I think eight is good against this schedule. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's ranked. But BYU could, like you said, could go 2-2 two and two in September and have some quality wins, beat Cincinnati at home, say they beat Utah State and Logan, hopefully win a bowl game. You know, you could, you could push more than eight. By the way, since fall camp started, I felt more confident that BYU will beat Nebraska. I'm in the why, si- why is I'm that? in the sixty forty range, by the way. Why is that? What changed? I don't know. <laughs> I I think I re- I think I realized, like you said, that Nebraska is more like the Texas game than we think. Yeah, absolutely. The, the matchup. So okay. many. Now Nebraska is better than Texas, but they they are in a state of confusion. Okay, right now there is some the, like you talked about yesterday. There's some what, the fan the fan base is worried. A little bit. We we learned from that Nebraska guest. Who are they? Who are the Nebraska? Who am I? Under That's what they're Riley. asking in street puddles okay, in Lincoln. So let's say let's say BYU does beat Nebraska. And people, people, I know some of you are saying, Spencer, you said BYU would win ten games if Taysom stays healthy. Okay, one would need to be in Nebraska, you'd think. So assuming health, they beat Nebraska, they win ten games. Who assumes injury? Do I still? Well, not assuming. Not in like health, yes. Yeah, assume, you assume health until injury happens. I agree. That's a positive outlook. Yeah, I like that. I'm not assuming. Any, no, no. Okay, with that established, if Taysom stays healthy, and we're assuming that he is, BYU wins ten games. Do I still think BYU basketball will have a better season? I I don't see BYU hoops. BYU'd have to go to the Sweet Sixteen <sighs> if football wins ten games. Basketball would have to go to the Sweet Sixteen to better that because football. 
greater than basketball in a lot of people's minds, right? Taysom Hill could have a decent to good season. Kyle Collinsworth could have a very good to great season. Taysom would still be on a bigger national pedestal than Kyle Collinsworth because it's football. Football is football. Because it's football. Yes. And basketball, you have 351 teams. Like Like in Utah, there's like eight teams. In Utah, there's three football teams. So if we are saying that 10 D1. wins is the equivalent of the Sweet 16, now I'm just confused. <laughs> I don't know. I need Wait, more time to think. I need more time to think about this. You don't have time. Oh, we've begun the show already. We're oh, on man. right now. I know we're on right now. Yes, this is live, but can are I Are we still on? We are. Can I still use some of the time in the show to sure. figure out my answer? Yeah. But make a decision within the show. I will make a decision. <laughs> you will hold me to that. You won't let me get out of here without doing that. That's why you're back. It's good to have you back. That is why I'm back. And I ran out of vacation time. <laughs> and I want to be here. <laughs> the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation answering our Twitter question. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Which team will have a better season, BYU football or BYU basketball? At DeYoung1993 says basketball. The Spain trip will help them gel before the season starts. They get 10 extra practices instead of using the out-of-conference games for that. Hmm. How much will it help? How much will the trip really help this BYU basketball team? It helps. Every, every time a BYU team goes on one of these trips, they come back and they're a step ahead. It's like, the, it's like they skipped the preseason part. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that tweet. Does this mean BYU is going to go on this crazy run? Let, let's see the schedule and see who BYU plays, right? Because BYU may be undefeated until they get to Utah in men's hoops, depending on who they play in the schedule. They may go to December with a loss or two. Uh, sorry, the Diamond Head Classic in Hawaii and challenge for a ranking after that tournament. Like, it could become something really good, and this is a good time for a team with a bunch of newcomers. Seven of the 12 that went to Spain were not on last year's team. Nine dudes from last year's roster are not back. This is a great time for the once in every four years trip. Second tweet in from at Save Jerem. It's your boy. My man. Football. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Hashtag New Year's 6. Too much. Come on. (laughs) What is greater, Sweet 16 or New Year's 6? New Year's Six, undoubtedly. Yeah, okay, New Year's Six is okay. n- no. New Year's Six is football. The elite twelve of football. Up next, we ask Blaine Fowler, BYU national champion quarterback, in studio. How ready are the Cougars for Nebraska? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Get your insider view of BYU football as they prepare to go through the 2015 season with BYU TV's newest show, Inside BYU Football. Go inside the locker room, meeting rooms, practices. The show debuts Tuesday, September 1st at 7 7 Eastern, or is it 730 Eastern? 730 Eastern. 730 Eastern on BYU TV. Don't miss that. As well as a debut show of After Further Review, previewing... The Nebraska game. That's new. Last year they didn't do a show before the first game. So it's going to be a fantastic Tuesday, September 1st. All Sports Tuesday. Can we just call that for BYU TV? If we were doing all sports, yes. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. But technically we can't, right? There's more There's shows that too. aren't sports <laughs> okay. that night. More information at sportscontent.com, uh, pioneered by Jerem Jordan. One day I'll own sportscontent.com. <laughs> 
The source for sports content. Which team will have a better season? BYU football or BYU basketball? Yep, we're going there. At Baker underscore fake. I really think that BYU basketball can win a tournament game, maybe even two. But I also think BYU football can finish top 25. So, Mm. but what does that mean? Okay, finishing top 25 would be Would that be better than winning a tournament game for NCAA basketball? Yeah, finishing top 25 in, in college football? football? Yeah, if you could only have one, I'd take top 25 right Percentage-wise, would that be better? No, no but perception-wise, which is the, ru- the credit of the street. It, football is king. So, yeah, football. It has to be football. Let's ask our first in-studio guest today, Blaine Fowler, former national champion quarterback and current master of the guns in Studio B. Blaine Fowler. Blaine, which team's going to have a better season, football or basketball? Well, if, if you're, you know, you were just saying 25, top 25 for football and win a game in the NCAA tournament. So if that's the case, and I do believe that, that those, both of those can happen, then I would have to say that would be a better deal for football, especially based on their schedule. And, oh, yeah. And now, now let's do the math on this. How many teams in the NCAA tournament? 68? 68. Okay, so if you win a game, if it's a play-in game, you're only a top 64 team. If you win your first game, you're a top 32 team if you're in that second round of the tournament. Okay. So if you're a top 25 football team, that trumps that. Now, if the basketball team gets to the Sweet 16, then, hey, now we're talking. Now we're talking. But I think, I think this basketball program this year – is probably a tournament win team. And then with what they've got coming back the next year, now I expect them to be Sweet 16 or better for the next several years after that. And that's quite the expectation for a bunch of dudes that are out in a square right now on a stool trying to hand out but, Books of Mormon, right? But we know how talented that, that group that's out there handing out <laughs> right. Books of Mormon are. And they're, they're really good. And um, I'm glad we got it Books of Mormon, not Book of Mormons. Book, there was books a great of debate Mormon. a couple years ago about that. So, yeah. But I would say top 25 football season would trump a single and, – and I think that we'll see that. I really do. I believe that they can do it this so year. So you think the football team will have a better season than basketball because they'll finish in the top yeah, 25? Yeah, I think, I think we're in for a really, really fun year of BYU sports. If, if you're – you know, the, the two big sports, football and basketball – because I do think that both of those teams could be ranked this season. How fun would that be? Oh, it'd be fantastic. I, and I look at hoops, and uh, it's exciting because these guys are going over to Spain right now. Uh, hopefully they develop. But right now, football, obviously their development uh, needing to happen right now. What have you seen through the first week of camp that makes you more excited about this season for BYU? I, I like what the offense looks like when, when Taysom Hill is out on the field right now. And they just seem like they're further ahead. They're more comfortable with what they're doing. And I think that BYU, they know what they're trying to accomplish. They know who they are offensively and defensively this year going into camp. And now they're just fine-tuning what they're doing. And, you know, we we look forward to that opener. I think they have a huge advantage over Nebraska going in because BYU, they know who they are. They know what they're trying to do. They have the right pieces in place that fit into their offense and defense. Where Nebraska this season, they're with Mike Riley, they're running a brand new offense. They've got a quarterback that's really a square hole that they're trying to, or square square peg that they're trying to fit into a round hole. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Tommy Armstrong, he's an option guy. They're trying to to throw the football this year. There's a lot of transition things for Nebraska. So I think BYU goes out and, and they win that opener, and then things start to roll. And so I like where they're at right now. And when I, when I look at where they're at, I think, okay, how are they compared to who they? play in their first game, I would have to think that they're ahead of Nebraska right now just because there's so much less change going on at BYU this season than at Nebraska. The BYU defense won the headlines after Saturday's scrimmage. 
But is the first scrimmage of fall camp fool's gold? I mean, how much do we really read into that? It, it doesn't mean much. I, I was actually glad to see that as, as I was watching it unfold because the offense, they're a lot easier to coach and correct when they have a little bit of struggle. And up to that point, the offense kind of had had their way with the defense. And so now all of a sudden, the defense made some plays. They knocked some balls down. Uh, Prater had a couple of really nice plays. And so there's some things that are correctable now. There was some pressure on the quarterback. that uh, now you can go back, and all of a sudden, now the offense, you've got their attention in film. And you can say, no, it wasn't perfect. No, you weren't just rolling over these guys. And, and an offense needs that sometimes to, to kind of – check their minds a little bit to make sure they know that, yeah, you know what, there's a lot of players returning. This should be an explosive offense, but if you don't execute perfectly and you don't do everything you're taught, you know, you can be stopped. And I thought that that was good. I think it was very good for the offense to have the upper – or that the defense had the upper hand in this last scrimmage. And you know what? The defense needed some confidence. They really did. And, and I thought that they gained some in this, uh, in this scrimmage on Saturday. I thought in the back end they were pretty good. We, we saw Nick Kurtz get over the top, but it was later. And, and I thought that uh, for the most part they did what we're hoping they will do, and that is keep everything in front of them and not give up big plays. If they do that, this offense is going to be good enough – to put up enough points that if the defense manages points, this this could be a nice season. Nine wins, top twenty-five possibility, maybe even ten or more. I look at the roster on defense and I see playmakers there. Uh, can they? Can they? I don't. I don't see like eleven guys that I go. Okay, you're you're the Mike. You're the Buck. You're the, there's still a lot of uh, debate as to who's where. Is 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 that a good thing? You want depth, but you want continuity of. Okay, you're the guy, right? Yeah, I'm still being figured you, out. You you hope that by the end of camp that it's obvious who the guys you know should be that should be out there to start. That's an emer- start right. emerging. That, this that's, week. that's starting to happen, and you're getting some guys nicked up too that were playing well, like like Jurgens at defensive back. I'm watching him. I'm going, oh wow, here's a guy that we weren't talking about that's really coming on. That's going to be good. That's going to add depth to BYU. And then he and he gets a clavicle, and we haven't seen Hanneman full time, and so there's still some injury things that they're working through over the course of fall camp, and it's a long fall camp that will change what we're seeing right now come game time against Nebraska. Um, and so right now, I, there, there's still a lot of positions that we're completely sure about. I, I think we know who the corners are going to be as the season progresses. I think we know who the safeties are going to be. I think we have. Uh, we we know that there's a lot of depth at linebacker. We're not quite sure who's going to be in there, but there's enough depth. And I think they're deeper on the D line than they've been def- defensively. So, and really in, in that front seven, depth is important. They like to rotate guys so you can get fresh legs and pass rush. And we'll see who steps up. There's the obvious guys like Kafusi. He's a leader. They they look to him. Um, but but I think they're deeper than they were last year. To me, it's about getting that depth to all be on the same page and understand what they're supposed to do on every play. Because there was talent out there last year, and this defense we all know underperformed. And it wasn't because they weren't physically gifted enough to be good last year. It was because there were assignment errors and mistakes that were made that gave up big plays and cost them in, in big times and games. That's what I'm looking to see fixed over the course of camp. It seemed much better to me on Saturday than it was last season and so if that if that becomes a theme okay i'm pretty excited about this defense where is the biggest point of concern on the defensive side of the ball is it about the lack of a vocal leader some guys are trying to emerge as that emerge as that namely harvey longy or is it somewhere in the secondary where's the biggest point of concern i i think until they're proven 
It's in the secondary. So I, you know, it would be nice to have a real vocal guy that's a great player, and I think I think that Harvey can be that guy. Kafusi's great as a player. He's just a quiet guy. He's yep. really, really nice. And so it would be nice to have somebody emerge like that. And you know, you you kind of want it to be a linebacker, right? Linebackers are the guys that are making a lot of the calls. They're getting the front aligned where they're supposed to be. You would really like it if a backer could be the guy that could take charge or a safety could be the guy that could take charge. So so Lange's a good candidate to be that guy. But I'm not as worried about that as I as I am worrying about is this secondary going to be improved over last year. Again, I think they've got the skill set. Uh, Davis and Prater, and they flopped. Um, from field to, to boundary, and I think that that's been a good move. Prater's covering as good as anybody I've seen in the last couple years in the early part of camp. He looks great locking people down. Um, you know, Nakua, we know, has experience at safety. I think Eric Takanaka has, has impressed me. I love his body type. I think he can play with leverage on the edge and be a good run support guy. He's got good quickness. And, boy, wait till you see. Have you guys seen the film of him returning kicks? Oh, he looks great. Oh, he's going to be, he's gonna be great doing snowy that. Lead. Junior college. He, he is so fun to watch. He yeah. can make people miss. But I'm I'm equally excited about what he's going to do defensively. So I think the pieces are there. So I'm going, I'm I'm really excited about the skill set of these guys. They've got to prove to me now in a game situation that they're gonna be where they're supposed to be. I never had that proven to me last year with that secondary. And so I need that proved to me in that Nebraska game. And if I see that, I'm going to go, okay, I don't have to worry about the secondary then. So it's mental that I'm worried about, not physical this year. I wish I could merge you know, certain people's brains with certain people's bodies. Like Harvey Longy is still figuring out how to be a linebacker. It's, it, the skill set is there. I wish I could put Austin Heater's 4.0 you know, brain into Harvey Longy and boom, you got Cameron Jensen. Well, you got you know an NFL I mean? guy. You got a guy that's like, <laughs> he, he's more skilled than Cameron Jensen. His body, he's bigger and stronger and faster than Cameron. What made Cameron so good was he worked like a crazy man, great leverage, like the guy, and unbelievable instincts at linebacker, never took a false step. Play flowed one way, he was immediately there. He was in the hole. He knew how to scrape. He kept people off of him. He was great with his hands. And so, so Cameron Jensen was just such an unbelievably instinctive football player that it didn't matter that he wasn't physically as skilled as a Harvey Lange is, but but I'm, and Cameron Jensen was a phenomenal leader. Now, if if Lange because could, he could play, yeah, if Lange could learn to have the leadership skills that Cameron Jensen has, and he's new at linebacker, so eventually that just feel for the game will come. Yeah, you put Cameron Jensen's mentality and and determination and leadership into Lange with his skill set, that's an NFL linebacker. That's that's like an NFL for a long-time linebacker. You did this several times as a player, Blaine, the fall camp situation, the ebbs and flows of what goes in to enduring a fall camp. They just started two days. It's week number two. What are the players feeling right now? This is when you start to go, okay, how long are we into this now? It, it actually, in week two, starts to wear, and wear on you a little bit. Mentally and, and physically, you start to get tired. In the first week, it's just all excitement. Everybody's battling for jobs. Now they're starting to settle in and get some rotations going, so you're kind of starting to see your place. And, and you're going, okay, can I move up? Uh, I'm running with the threes right now. What do I have to do to move up and be with the twos? So you start to think about what you have to do out on the field to advance yourself and to get in there so you can contribute out on the field. And, and so you're thinking about those things, but you're also trying to overcome the fact that 
It's Groundhog Day every day. I'm getting up and I'm doing the same things again. And even though they only alternate two a days in singles, the days that they have singles, they lift, they have meetings. So they're there all day, every day. And, and you've got to manage through the monotony of that and, and get excited about something. So you almost have to set an individual goal every day about what you're, how you're going to get better and what you're going to do. The guys that are really successful, you talk about a guy like Cameron Jensen. You know, we were just talking about him. I guarantee you he got up every morning during fall camp, even when he was a senior, and said, okay, what, what are my goals today? How am I going to get better as a football player? player today. If you have a whole team of those kinds of guys, that's a that's a fun thing to deal with. Unfortunately, you don't have a whole team full of guys like Cameron Jensen. Nobody does. Yeah, no, but no team does. Nobody does. <laughs> um, wouldn't that be nice? But that the really, really good players, that's how they approach it. They approach it with how do I get better today, every day in practice. And if, if guys can focus on that, then the team, by virtue of everybody individually getting better, getting better at their assignments and all that, those guys will now make the team better every day in practice. And Bronco and the staff will see continual progress through camp. That's what they're looking for and that's how you have to approach it and it just takes a couple of those guys mitch matthews has talked about the senior leadership they have uh one guy by you won't have jamal williams i think this is the first time we've talked to you since uh, the news about jamal what impact does not having jamal williams have on the rushing attack he's jamal is so explosive with the way he you know runs the football that defensively you and your scouting report had to say okay number one objective of our defense is we got to stop Taysom hill so especially cannot Good let, luck. Yeah, you can't let him hurt us in the run game. Every team's going to go into it and say, okay, if we're going to choose one thing, we're going to make him be a pocket passer, right? So that's assignment number one. Well, when you got Jamal healthy, then then it's like, okay, if we control that, how do we make sure that that guy doesn't make a big play on us because he's capable of a big play? So how do we keep him hemmed in? So you kind of have a, a dual assignment. Right now, going into into that first game, there's nobody in that backfield that they're going, oh, okay, uh-oh. This is a really explosive guy. So now we build a scouting report around him, too. Now, certainly they scout the running backs and the run game and all that, but it takes pressure off of defenses a little bit. So somebody's going to have to step up. And, you know, and I love the tenacity and the physical play of Algie Brown. Um, I, I love the change-up of, of Nate Carter. I, you know, last year I wasn't shy about telling you guys I wanted to see that guy get more carries because he seems to be the nice change-up guy that can make people miss and maybe be a little more explosive in the run game. He hasn't done anything to show me that he doesn't deserve the ball. Do right. the coaches feel the same? Yeah, and no, they do. And we hear him talking. Yeah, you know what? we got to figure out ways to get him in the ball. Well, now they do with Jamal. Yeah, with Jamal out. on, it's really more of an emphasis. <laughs> Before, I don't think they did. But, but I, I, think that, I think we hear them talking now that, hey, Nate Carter's going to be a more integral part of what we're doing. Um, you know, Adam Hine was a solid, consistent guy. Too, he's big, physical, but but Adam and Algie are more downhill guys. Algie's kind of a combination guy. Adam's a downhill guy, and Nate is the kind of guy. When you talk to the defenders about Nate Carter, what makes him so difficult to defend is he's small, so he's kind of lost back there, and he from start to full speed is only about two steps. And so when he's running, even if he's running downhill and not bouncing it, and you're a linebacker, if you don't scrape and and not take a false step, um, he's right on top of you before you even realize it. And now you're sticking an arm out there. So he gets to the hole quicker than anybody else that BYU has in that backfield. And and that can put a lot of pressure on a linebacking core. So I you know, I like to see him play more. I, I think, like you said, Jeremy, gosh, we didn't see anything from him last year that would say, boy, he shouldn't get the ball more. And now with Jamal out, let's see what he can do. Let's get him a few more touches. It seemed like every time he touched the football, there was at least a seven-yard gain in there. And he's got to be good. Because he's the number two option. Yeah, and what I also think think we'll see, uh, and we're going to see this whether Jamal was in the backfield or not, because they were going to do this, is is the next step in this offense is to involve the running backs more in the passing game, and so I think we're going to see that more. They're going they're demanding that these guys, you know, work on their 
pass catching skills and their route running and all that because um, that will make this offense more difficult to defend if all of a sudden now you've got the running backs involved in the passing game. So I look uh, for BYU's offense to take a step forward in that regard this season. Blaine, let's do it again next week, shall we? Hey, I'm in studio, which means it's got to be August. we got to be in <laughs> camp. That's right, baby. And it's time to get going. That's right. In fact, we are this many days until BYU-Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 18 days. Next time you're going to do that with us. Okay. I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> a little coaching would have been nice, but I could have done that. We'll send you, I, I, we'll, I we'll send you a PDF. On your iPad, you can study the playbook. I got it. For next we'll get time. you the I'll harmonies. It. It'll all be good. Was that harmony? No, no, no that wasn't. was unison. Okay, no. you guys do the unison. I'll harmonize. I don't trust you guys to harmonize. I've been asking for a long time to bring in the men's choir at BYU and have them sing oh, the song. I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe we can arrange it on the final day. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> I want the whole marching band in there. Blaine, always good to have you, man. Thanks, guys. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, what will the BYU basketball roster look like in Spain? Some surprises for sure. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. If you missed our interview with Blaine Fowler last segment, no worries. Go to YouTube.com slash Sports. In a few minutes, we'll upload that interview. You can check out all the interviews on BYU Sports Nation on that website. What team? will have the better season. BYU football or BYU basketball, use the hashtag BYUSN. Jerem, I am going to flip-flop on the situation. I am going to say BYU football. You should run for us. I have been clamoring all summer long that if and when Taysom Hill stays healthy, BYU will win 10 games. Rah, 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 rah. 10 games with Taysom Hill as a starting quarterback. If that is the equivalent of BYU basketball getting to the Sweet 16, I have to go with football. I can't back down from that. That would be quite the season. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines in refreshed form. Utah Valley University announcing a four-game series with BYU basketball starting November 13th this year. BYU will host three games and play one at Utah Valley over the next four years. Mark Pope, what up? BYU's 12-man Spanish roster has been announced. We'll break that down in just a moment. ESPN announced the BYU at Long Beach State basketball game. As part of the ESPN Marathon is now 15 minutes later, 1.45 a.m. Eastern Time Woo! on Monday night slash Tuesday morning, November 16th, <laughs> live on ESPN2. So watch Monday Night Football, take a nap, and then watch yes. the BYU Long Beach yep. State game. The baseball schedule was released yesterday, 50 regular season games. We'll break that down with Mike Littlewood coming up next segment. BYU basketball has arrived in Spain. In the words of Nate Austin via Twitter, Estamos en España. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. Which is the most Spanish that Nate has ever spoken. Spanish for the Nino. (laughs) The 12-man roster is out. Now, the biggest surprise for me, and I want to talk about this off the top, Jerem, is the fact that Nick Emery made the trip after he had a serious... Laceration in his foot. I mean, he he tweeted out a picture of of what it looked like. It was gnarly. Okay, to to outline, yeah, who, who went and who didn't and everything, let's go through this. Nate Austin, Kyle Collinsworth, Chase Fisher, Corbin Kafusi, Corey Calvert, Jake Toulson, Kyle Davis, Jamal Ates, Austin Ainge, excuse me, Cooper Ainge, uh, Jordan Chapman, Nick Emery, Zach Sellers. Those are the 12. We thought 10 were going. 12 are going. So seven players that did not play last season for BYU on the trip. are on the trip. This is good. The guys that didn't go, Braden Shaw, Jacob Hartsock, and Elijah Bryant. I, I don't think Bryant can go. I don't think he's in school yet. But Shaw and Hartsock got... Home from their missions most recently. So I don't think that throwing them into games is a good idea. So 
They're the 12 for BYU, which is good. You have two walk-ons in that group. Nate Austin is a walk-on this season and Cooper Ainge. So I, li- I like this group of 12. It'll be good. This is Kyle Collinsworth's team. This is Chase Fisher's team. Those two are the clear leaders, and this will be good for them to gel together. Jamal Eights made the trip, by the way. If you get 10 extra practices... Plus four games. It can only help you get better as a team, right? I mean, you're playing decent competition for sure. I don't know what level of competition you're playing, but it's games not against the BYU alumni, otherwise known as the whatever stake champions in Utah Valley. It's a chance to get some film on your own team and work on things. It's tremendous. Plus the bonding time. Like it, it, It seems weird to say, but them spending time together is going to make them a better basketball team. It really is, because they have to trust each other. They have to get to know each other. And this is a group with a lot of new guys. Like I said, seven newcomers on this trip that did not play last year. You throw in Sean Hartsock into the mix, it's going to be nine for this season. That will help you at Pepperdine. That will help you in Hawaii. So this will be good, because guys like Zach Selyus need to gain confidence among this group that, hey, I can shoot the ball, and it's not just Chase Fisher shooting from the outside. Jake Toulson, hey, I, I can have a bigger role in this team. Jake might be the starting two. You can figure on this out team. rotations. Yeah. You can get an idea of, okay, I think this is what we're going to do when the real season begins. To simulate the, those, uh, uh, those practices and then to have actual games. Buey's going there to win, they're not going there to chill or eat. Uh, foreign food, that's I for sure. I love that Jamal Eights is getting some competition basketball time. Like he's playing against other teams, not BYU yeah. guys. We weren't sure if Nick Emery would make this trip because of the lacerated heel. So the fact that he's going is good. I bet he sees some PT. We'll, we'll find out. And we don't exactly know the starting five for BYU quite yet. So this will, this will give us an inkling of the direction BYU is headed. Will this Spain trip give BYU basketball the edge for our Twitter question today? Which team will have a better season, BYU football or BYU basketball? With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. And welcome to the club. Up next... The hardball head coach, Mike Littlewood, back in Studio B to break down the 2016 BYU baseball schedule. A couple of home games against Utah and Arizona coming to Provo for the first time in almost 50 years. How did he make that happen? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan back together again live from Studio B. Vote now for the greatest play in Independence on BYUtv.org. If you haven't heard about this, go to BYUtv.org. We have four plays left, 16 plays, one true champion. That's our, that's our motto, just like the Big 12. Uh, you can go to BYUtv.org and vote right now. We have Spencer's favorite, No Helmet, No Problem, yep. and Taysom's Leap, taking on the goal line stand. You got the KVN Hit 6. The Hit 6, by the way, is a great nickname for that. I had not heard that. That is a tremendous nickname. Vote now on BYUtv.org. Check it out. We'll announce the final pairing next Monday. Voting closed on Sunday night. It's simple, people. In that 1-4 matchup, no helmet, no problem. Three great plays all within one play. Can the four seed take down the one? I know that the Van Noy hit six is iconic. But when you look at the gravity of that play back in 2011. Defying gravity? BYU. I saw saw Wicked in The last time they won 10 games and the last time they finished in the top 25 was because of that game. No helmet, no problem. KVN hit six, baby. Come it's pretty on. Good. Seven versus a three. Vote for the four. 
Which team will have a better season, BYU football or BYU basketball? That is our Twitter question today. At DeYoung1993 says, oh, no, Jerem Jordan agreed with me. Can I change my answer? So apparently he's going with basketball. No, you cannot change your answer at this point. Don't play down to the competition. Joining now, us now in Studio B, good to have our friend back, Mike Littlewood, the head baseball coach of BYU. Mike, welcome back to BYU Sports Thanks. Nation. Missed you guys. We missed Mr. you. Mr. Musk. <laughs> okay, so the one game that I looked at when the schedule was released, jumped out the page, was, wow, Arizona in Provo for the first time in like 45 years. How did you uh, pull that one off? Well, a good friend of mine, Jay Johnson, just got the job down there. In fact, uh, Jay was at San Diego, University of San Diego, when my son Marcus was kind of going through the recruiting process. And he actually, Marcus committed to Jay at San Diego um, then didn't go there because he got drafted and signed out of high school. Jay then went to Reno as a head coach for a couple of years and just got the job at Arizona. We were sitting at a game in Kearns just recruiting, and we just kind of said, hey, let's play each other, and uh, it worked out. So that's we'll, how it works? You just sit there and you go, hey, let's play. If you happen to be there. If not, it's, <laughs> if not Trent Pratt, who does our schedule, uh, is on the phone constantly looking for it. Scheduling is a tough thing to do in baseball, especially when you're a, a northern school trying to – so you see Niagara on our schedule like the fourth weekend. Every northern school that week is trying to, trying to get a home game or a home series. It, it's really tough to do. And hmm. Down the line, if we get a heated turf field, which we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed and trying to raise money for, maybe we'll be able to play in February here in Provo. You never know. But uh, that's kind of how that Arizona – so we'll go to Arizona to play a three-game series, I think, in 17 or 18, so a year or two down the road. I love that image at Kearns High School with the hot dog in your right hand <laughs> yeah. and Jay's eating his nachos. Hey, you want to play? Yeah. Sure. It, you should go to Copper That's Hills what it was. Instead of Kearns. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's where I went, so well, Copper Hills. Ben Bagley and I were just talking. I was a Kearns junior high guy. Were you? Would have gone to Kearns, but Taylorsville was built, and first year Taylorsville opened, I was there. T-Ville had good baseball. Yeah. I'll give you that. Let's yeah. talk about your schedule. I've got you down for 50 games. Uh, what, 24 at home starting February 19th? What do, you, what do you like about your schedule? Well, I love the fact that we're playing really good teams from, from – uh, conferences that we haven't played before. You know, you look at Samford and you look at St. Louis and people are like, well, who, who are those guys? Well, they're teams that have won 30 games the last couple of years. And St. Louis has won the, the A-10 conference four consecutive years. Wow. And they went to a regional in 2014. And Samford uh, was a 32-game winner last year, returning a couple. All these teams are returning starting pitching. Um, they have guys in the Cape Cod League, which is the best college league in, in America. And it's one of them was on an all-star team. I mean, these are really good quality players, and they, they can play baseball, and it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a fun schedule. It's You look at last year, we were talking about that just a little bit with uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and, and Santa Barbara, who ended up being Brutal. the seventh seed. It was, man, it was just like, when we talked about it last year, we were felt like we were in the middle of the ocean, just like with, with no no uh, float, floating device. It was like, you're going to sink. I think we have chances to win these series, and that's what's nice about it. It's going to be competitive, but I think we have chances to win every single one of these series if we if we play well. What is the game or the series that uh, your guys are most excited about, uh, having just heard conversations in the locker room? Well, I mean, you look at Kansas. I think Kansas is the non, you look non-conference, and I think going to Lawrence is going to be good for us and, and uh, a good experience. One thing with Kansas at that time of the year, late February, we, there's an alternate site in Texas. If it snows down there, we'll just kind of – reroute and go down to Texas and play in a minor league, minor league park down there. But, you know, I think, honestly, our guys, we're, we're going to try to get them ready for St. Louis at Cashman Field on February 19th. That's when it really matters. One of our goals as a staff is to win every non-conference series this year and, uh, and get off to a good start because you look at RPI and rankings and, and respectability and credibility from 
all the pundits out there that you know from D1 baseball and perfect game who try to um, rank all of all baseball guys. They don't get to see us on TV as much, and so those non-conference uh, series are really really important for us to win. I see what four non-conference series plus Utah plus U, uh, Utah Valley, which is cool because this is the two at home with Utah year, and then you have Utah Valley. So a couple of years ago. I, during a baseball game, tried to summon from the fans some nicknames for a potential you know, series with Utah Valley. Nothing good came out of it. I thought of University Parkway Collision. That sounds like a car accident. I realize that. But it's a matchup. So BYU Hoops <laughs> is going to play Utah Valley in a four-game series. Do we need to think of a, like a, brand, like a, a marketing name for Could this series? Could be a Parkway series. series. The Parkway yeah, Series? Got the Subway Series. Could be the Parkway Series. That's yeah. the first University thing. Come... Parkway Bridges. Yeah, just keep it, keep it on the down low. You don't have to get too excited about it, but just the Parkway <laughs> Series. So <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not that excited about it, just, I guess. You know, yeah, I, I think Parkway Series is great. Okay. Yeah, I think I think let's go with that. The sanction of the head ball coach. Does anybody have anything better than that? Let's just do it right now. Okay. That, that's that's the way we run our, our <laughs> meetings, by the way. We an idea comes out, and then and then our producer says, "Does anyone have anything better than that?" And then we hear a three count. We call three in the key, and we move on. Three people laughing, yeah. and then let's hey, let's go with it. Yeah. Are you are you ahead of uh, the game? Like you announced your schedule August eighteenth. Do you do you work this way with your coaching staff in all facets? Well, we, of the game. Yeah, this we is like way to, ahead of the curve. I, I think so. I mean, we've looked at all of, all the other schedules, and nobody's is out yet. But but why hide it? There's no no reason really to hide it. And I I like our parents to be able to know, and our fans to to know where we're going. And you know, the one nice thing about knowing the schedule early, and hopefully this happens for us. We played Nebraska last year in Phoenix, and they had probably five thousand fans there. What? They had their why? AD come in and and uh, do a tailgate thing, and they they did uh, an alumni event down there. And there's a lot of there's a lot of alumni down in. Uh, uh, from Nebraska down in in but BYU as well down in Phoenix but they had gosh that thing they had 2000 people at this event and a barbecue and it was it was awesome and you know I, I look at Cashman Field if if we could get some fans down there February 19th 20th take Sunday off we'll do a fireside down in in um, Vegas on Sunday and then play again on Monday wouldn't it be an awesome, awesome thing to get out of the snow if it does snow this year who knows if it's going to happen to come down and support the Cougars kind of during basketball season we get that but it was basketball season uh, with Nebraska as well, uh, so they, they have a basketball team. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. Coach Tim Miles. Yeah, worked him. I, worked I remember him a little Tim. Bit. I remember Tim from Colorado <laughs> I'm just State. kidding. Yeah, yeah. just so, kidding. Anyway, I'm getting a call right here, and that's. Do you want to answer it? It's a pretty important call, but I'm not going to answer that <laughs> one. Yeah. So we'll let that one go. You can just answer it right now if you want. It's actually, it's a pretty important call, but I'll I'll wait till after. I We're saw doing. the name. Wow. I'm kind of yeah. surprised by that name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same dude. It's not. Same, okay. It's not. Okay. It's not. It's a slight name. I was like, wait a minute. No, I got a call one day from this guy, and I said, is this the ESPN Scott Van Pelt? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no. That's the first thing I need to say to everybody who, who I call. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Anyway, so. Mike, we'll finish with this. What are you most excited about in terms of, how your team will get better looking at last year to this year. So this year um, we'll, we'll, be, we'll have much more depth. I think we'll be much more athletic. We'll have more guys who can run. Um, Pitching-wise is always going to be – that's going to be like the, the thing that BYU we're going to have to go. That's our number one recruiting priority right now. We've got a bunch of position players, good young position players. Uh, we have a couple recruits that have uh, – in fact, yesterday I had uh, – Opportunity to go to lunch with a with a local kid here and that that committed to us. It's going to be so so exciting to announce in November. Um, there are two or three guys that we're just ecstatic about in uh, no, Kyle Dean type type players, and so it's really really exciting. Can't say much more about it now, but but uh, overall, you win it with pitching. I mean, you can't outscore 
in baseball, somebody 12-10 every so game. He's a That's pitcher. really, Thanks really tough to do. Not a pitcher. Oh, not a pitcher. Okay. Well, oh, it, really? it kind of, kind of is. <laughs> I have no kind idea what he is now. Yeah. I have no clue. Yeah, he, he, kind of a two-way guy. But it, it'll be an exciting uh, November, and hopefully we, we can have him on your show and do some cool things with him. But I think more athleticism. More depth. That's going to be the, the biggest thing. And the culture's changing where these guys know how to play baseball and they're going to come out every single day and they're going to compete their tails off. Mike Little with the head baseball coach at BYU back in Studio B on BYU Sports Station. Just do me a favor. When, when all this exciting stuff comes out, come talk to us about it. Let's do it. Mike, today. <laughs> this is great. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm free. Let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around gets you caught up on everything else you need to know within BYU Sports Nation. you got to go to Cop Reels next time, Coach. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around men's basketball. Utah Valley University announced four-game series with Brigham Young University starting November 13th this season. BYU hosts three of those games and travels to Utah Valley just once. Also, the roster for the team in Spain was announced. Seven players on that roster didn't play with the Cougars last season. And the time and network were announced for BYU at Long Beach State on Monday, November 16th. 1.45 a.m. Eastern Time, 10.45 Pacific. Get a nap. Baseball. That might be November 17th for the East Coasters. That's right. Yeah. BYU Baseball released its schedule for the upcoming 2016 season. BYU travels to play non-conference series against St. Louis, Samford, and Kansas. They will host Niagara, UVU, and Utah at home. In the minor leagues, former Cougar Taylor Cole pitched five innings yesterday through five strikeouts as the New Hampshire Fisher Cats lost to the Reading Fightings 8-1. to Men's Volleyball. Benjamin Patch had five kills as Team USA lost to Mexico in three sets at the Pan American Cup in Reno. Uh, the United States took sixth in that tournament. Cougars in the association. Jennifer Hampson and the Los Angeles Sparks take on the Indiana Fever at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. That game live on NBA TV. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jeremy? Michael Littlewood, because baseball announced their schedule before basketball did. Well, baseball season starts in February. On August 16th, the baseball <laughs> schedule was announced. Six months ahead of time. That's wow. unbelievable. Our Twitter question today, which team will have a better season, BYU football or BYU basketball? At Laser Sheep says, this is tough. Football by a nose because of the oblong shape. I get it. Basketball will be fun, though. Football, 10 wins. Basketball, 25 wins. What about the elite tweet? At, sh- at shave underscore Jerem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who will be better, but I'll bet the last bit of head of hair on BYU football. Nice. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I, I had a full beard. I shaved this morning. I wish I could have come in with Show that. Show on demand. Download the podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Dan Plater.